One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? It's going really well. Yeah, I mean, you've had a good breakfast today. so you. I did. Are you feeling all fired up because of your breakfast? Yeah, you know, if your breakfast is bad, it really sets the mood for the day. If your breakfast is good, you'll have a better chance of having a great day. Life lessons from Denise Salcedo. Yes. Expect more wise yes. words like that coming up in the rest of this episode. Uh, we're going to be kicking things off talking about the Wednesday Night War coming to an end. But did AEW bully NXT off their Wednesday night slot? Here is the show. Last place in Quizzlemania, but first place in our hearts, Denise Salcedo. Oh my God, I forgot to get Spluk out. You just reminded me. Sorry, it's early in the morning. My brain doesn't function as well. I completely, he's, he's, in, he's, he's in close vicinity if you ever want to bring him out. I, I need to get your thoughts on that, by the way. At some no, I, point. Mean, I mean, like, okay, I mean, like, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you them right now. I know that Adam was very upset with Bland Plates. I was very flattered with Spluk. Uh, I thought it was a very, very lovely thing to do. Weird that he doesn't have a nose. Um, oh, the nose I... looked ugly. I tested it out and I was like, no, split. It, it made him look like a creep. Like he has this cute, like cartoonish feature. And then all of a sudden, like with the nose, he just looked like a psychopath. <laughs> I mean, I'm quite glad as well. Like, my nose is one of my least favorite features about me anyway, because I've got, like, in my, what we call in my family, it's a spear nose, right? Like, if I look at the side, it's like a proper, like, spear It's triangle. a great like, nose, Luke. Like, it's like a Triple H nose. You know, like, everyone no. used to make Triple H in the 2000s. No, That's what I've got. It. You're delusional. No, you do not have that kind of a nose. Your <laughs> nose is fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> Your um, yeah, nose I thought- is great. <laughs> I thought Spluk was delightful, uh, and my wife absolutely loved him. They thought it was uh, very, very cute. Although everyone was saying that uh, Spluk did not look like a spoon and looked like something else. And I was like, dang it, I didn't even think about that. But um, no, I love Spluk. I've had, literally had him in the back of my mind for like 
immediately after I made Blam Play, I was thinking, oh my God, Splook is the way to go. And finally, like I got asked to be on Quizlemania and I was like, okay, this is where I'm going to make Splook be bored. And he's been, he's been having a happy life since. I mean, I'm, I can't take full credit for this because it was a Twitter reply that you got, but I really hope we do get Sean Ross Sapkin. Everybody's been kind of... asking for that. But this is what I said, though, is that it's too too simple. It's too simple. I feel like I need to do something more like out of the box thinking here. Okay, right. Well, look forward to that on the next Quizlemania then. The pressure's um, on. Ooh. I know, right? What? Can't, can't, the trilogy has got to be complete. Oh, um, oh, I have some other ideas that are cooking up. You have no idea. The brain's been working. And it's a terrifying prospect. Uh, let's dive into this news then, because, yeah, it was officially confirmed this week. We've had it, like, reported for the last few weeks now that NXT was going to be moving off of Wednesday night back to... Well, not back to. They are going to be moving to Tuesdays. And I think, yeah, we as wrestling fans were very, very delighted by this report because I kind of, like, try. I watch AEW because I do the review of it, and then having to try and catch up on NXT is not the easiest thing to do in the world. This is going to make my life so much more easier. It also means that we can bring back the nxt reviews which we kind of missed doing on these channels as well so like it's i think it's good news for everyone but there was this report from uh big daddy dave Meltzer on wrestling observer radio big daddy <laughs> oh, big daddy dave um uh, this is the quote that he had on wrestling observer radio he was talking about like there was a talent meeting uh this week at nxt where they were basically saying like they were telling everyone yeah we're moving to tuesday as of the tuesday after wrestlemania they started talking about how six years ago at WrestleMania 31, the little NXT promotion sold out a show and look how far we've come since San Jose. And they always been on Wednesday nights. Then the competition came to their night and tried to bully them. Now, Melter did retract that. And somewhat he did say on Twitter that two people that he spoke to said that the bully line was never said. However, Sean over on Fightful Select has said that a number of WWE wrestlers and staff have denied that anything close to Meltzer's report was said. Instead, the report notes that Triple H focused on why NXT moving to Tuesdays was a positive, airing the night after Raw was given as the reason. And yeah, so like they're the new sort of like mantra to this is that so apparently as well it's nothing to do with aew it's because nhl is airing on a wednesday and usa despite the fact that nxt does better ratings than the nhl feel that nhl is more of a prestige product to put on the wednesday night so they're moving them over to the tuesdays and yeah triple h's whole thing is like this is a positive for us because we're now going to be running unopposed on wrestling and actually impact is moving to a thursday so they really are running unopposed now um how do you feel uh, out about the the move to the tuesday so first of all, I'm very happy because it just makes my job so much more easier. I mean, now I have a show on Tuesday, which means I now have to work and put my makeup on on Tuesdays, which let's be real, I might not love every Tuesday. But for the most part, it does be having to watch both shows at the exact same time because let's face it, it's kind of insane to do. But um, so I'm happy on that. And like for real, it's like it just makes things so much easier. And I really do hope that they're their ratings go up because if they don't like i don't know what that's gonna say about and the nxt brand so i really hope that you know with this move that we do see a nice increase in their viewership i don't know because part of me always wonders like you know just like there's those wwe loyal people that aren't gonna switch over to the AEW side 
Um, maybe some of those people aren't willing to switch over and, you know, watch NXT on Tuesdays. Is it too much having to watch, you know, wrestling every day for everybody? I don't know. So I am very curious to see, like, essentially, once the numbers start coming out, you know, on a weekly basis, try to see what viewers' habits are and what they're actually, uh, you know, willing to watch or not willing to watch. And I do agree, like, with everything that Triple H said in terms of, like, um, in terms of what's been said, the fact that he uh, said that there's more pros to them being on Tuesdays rather than Wednesdays. I think that's a nice approach to look at things because you don't want to go into this thinking like, oh, we couldn't handle it on Wednesday. So we're moving on to to a different day. You don't want to obviously be that person. So I hope hopefully this changes things. And I'm hoping that. You know, the NXT product, to be honest, has been pretty good each and every single week in terms of a lot of their main event stuff has been great. I've, you know, been talking, I've been raving nonstop about everything that they've been doing with Finn Balor and just, you know, the Undisputed Era, even Cross, all of that stuff. And I almost feel like a lot of that has sort of gone under the radar because I'll give you an example. So like on my Wednesday night show, I, you know, recap both AEW and NXT. I do AEW first, right? And then the second I say, all right, guys, we're done with AEW. We're switching over to NXT. People are like, oh, and then you see like this viewer decrease in my viewership. And I'm thinking, what the hell? Like you guys like you you don't even like you don't even know, like there might be some good stuff on here because, you know, I watch the show. So I know that there's good stuff to talk about. So that's where I kind of notice things that sometimes people aren't necessarily willing to give it a chance because it's sort of already had like this stench or bad reputation or whatever the heck you want to call it. Right. So I hope that that changes. And I'm very interested to see how the NXT viewership is going to be for podcasts, like all across the board, you know, obviously in comparison to when show, when, companies are covering both AEW and NXT. So it is going to be uh, very interesting to see what what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, we saw it um, when the Wednesday Night War started. Um, the NXT podcast that we used to do, me and Laura used to do the NXT podcast, like it never did brilliant numbers. Like it was never great, but like we figured it was because it was a, a WWE network thing, right? It wasn't on TV and it was just like, it, we did it as a Patreon goal. We hit that Patreon goal. So me and Laurie were like, cool, let's do the NXT podcast on a weekly basis. And we really enjoyed doing it. Um, and it, you know, it was a, a lot of fun to do and it was a good old time. But then as soon as the, the, um, the war started, as soon as the AEW NXT Wednesday Night War thing, our AEW podcast did really, really well and had really strong numbers, but the NXT one, like it just dropped off. There were times when it wasn't breaking double like double digits in the thousands. It was doing like sort of like seven to eight thousand, whereas like an AEW podcast would do twenty-five to thirty. And like it was it was really struggling and we couldn't really figure out why. And I think it's you look at the demos and you look at the ratings. Like Meltzer talks about it in this week's Observer Radio. Of the 71 weeks that we've had of um of this Wednesday Night War competition, AEW won the demo in 70 weeks of that. Like, you know, it's the one week that NXT won was that December 18th show where they had the Dark Order beat down the Elite at the end. And that was the episode where Tony Khan apparently was like, right, this is not working. Like, I need to take more control here. I need to take charge. And and since then, like, it's been, a, it felt like a completely different product and they haven't looked back since. So I'm looking forward to this because I'm looking forward to having the NXT podcast back again. I'm hoping that it does good numbers for us. And I do expect to see an increase in the NXT viewership. Um, 
Meltzer kind of expands upon this. Actually, it's a really good observer this week. If you haven't read it, it's a really, really good one. And he talks about like um, last year when they NXT aired on the Tuesday and AEW aired on a Wednesday because they had that sort of two-week run where they were unopposed. Um, AEW averaged 972,000 viewers while NXT averaged 839,000 viewers. Like that was a huge, huge increase. Granted, they were stacked shows, but that was a huge increase for uh, increase for NXT and a great increase for AEW as well. So yeah, I'm really hoping that it does. And I also think that, well, I don't know if AEW will see it as big of an increase because I just think that the, one of the things that you have noticed or you know, looking through the ratings patterns during the Wednesday Night War is that <clears throat> the AEW audience will switch over to NXT during ad breaks but the NXT audience does not switch over to AEW during their ad breaks. They just stick watching it. And they've always had that strong over 50s um, viewership, right? And that uh, that over 50s viewership have been WWE for their entire lives. So they will not watch anything else. So they will stick with that and just move over to the Tuesday night. So I'm expecting to see a really good increase for NXT and probably a slight increase for, for AEW in all of this. Yeah, I really hope we do get, I would like to see AEW be at that 1 million mark every week. Obviously, that's, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but I really would like it to at least always be around there because it's just, it's just so much better, like for, for the business, like overall. And like, I seriously, when AEW has a good episode, uh, I I get more views and when they don't, the views decrease. So I'm counting on, you know, the episode of Dynamite to be good each and every single week because that just helps everybody across the board. And so I really do hope that, you know, this change, obviously, um, I just hope we see pros out of it and, you know, just better stuff overall. But it really is two different shows when you watch uh, Dynamite and NXT. They are two very different shows. I think that, there is still the element of we don't know what could happen on Dynamite versus NXT it still still feels like you know you're going to watch competitive stuff. You know you're going to watch some good stuff on there. But I still do think that they need to add a little bit more of the, hey, you never know what's going to happen on NXT on here. To be honest, that's been like the number one thing that like each and every single week watching both shows at the exact same time. I know that I know that I have to like I know that I can expect something crazy to happen on dynamite and i'll expect good quality stuff on nxt i just don't expect the out of nowhere factor yeah one of the other things that triple h talked about is like the positive for nxt going to tuesday nights is that raw can be their lead-in show and kind of like I, i guess what he means by that is that they can kind of plug on raw hey this is going to be happening tomorrow night which in reality they could have done anyway like they could have used raw to be like on Wednesday night, this is going to be happening and run some angles and things like that. Like, I know they've done sort of video packages, but they're like USA video packages to be like, hey, on you know Wednesday night on USA Network, blah, 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 blah. Like, during the commercial, some people don't even exactly, pay attention during that or exactly, fast forward. You don't have like, I was about to say Michael Cole, but he doesn't do the commentary, does he? Like Tom Phillips or like them sitting there being like, okay, coming up on NXT this week, here's a promo video for what's coming up on NXT this week. They've never done that. And one of the things that um, Meltzer talked about in The Observer this week is that WWE essentially stopped pushing NXT as a third brand when um, it was during the Survivor Series run and they sent 
Becky Lynch to NXT, who was like the hottest thing like at that time. They sent her to NXT for a match against Rhea Ripley, and they still lost to AEW for that segment, which was Nick Jackson versus Ray Phoenix. So like for WWE, like there was that coupled with COVID and NXT having their constant breakouts of COVID, and then um, them not wanting to send any WWE main roster talent in case they got it as well. Like that is essentially kind of what was the final nail in the coffin for WWE saying that hey, we're going to push NXT as our third brand. And now it is just, it's just a show that we have. You can watch it if you want. I don't know. So what I would really like to see off the back of this is for Triple H to be right here, that Raw is going to be a lead-in show for NXT. The Raw will tell you, here is why you should be watching NXT tomorrow night. Like the next couple of Raws, we should really be getting a heavy push during the show, not just during the commercial breaks. They should definitely be promoting NXT a whole lot more. And see, like every time people were saying like, oh, it's the third brand. It's like it's on not not it being the third brand, but it's on par with SmackDown and Raw. I was like, guys, it's not. Unfortunately, as much as I would like to see it that way, it's not. And I, I felt bad because I think a couple of months ago, go there was some interview that adam cole did where he talked about it being not being a developmental brand not being this or that and something along the lines of seeing it on par as raw and smackdown and i felt really bad because i was like no it's not it's not and i hate to be that person but it was like uh i just remember thinking this like several months ago when i saw this quote pop up and that sucks because obviously we know that the quality is great. That's not mm-hmm. being argued whatsoever. The quality of NXT is not being argued. It's more of just everybody knows that the main shows are Raw and SmackDown. And that's just that. Like there needs to yeah. be more. I don't even know what the right things to do would be to get NXT to be looked at more like Raw and SmackDown. I don't know. But I still think that there could be work done to make them, you know, on yeah. equal par. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Like, it's, I mean, yeah, I'm so interested to see what this is. But, like, in answer to the uh, did uh, did AEW bully uh, NXT off of Wednesday nights, I don't think that they did. Like, I know, like, you know, Meltzer. Oh, you think they did? No, no, I don't think they did. Not oh, at all. Oh. No, 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 no. And, like, you know, Meltzer's retracted his report, and, like, you know, Sean has denounced it as well. So I don't think, like, that, I don't even think that, AE, like, WWE look at that. And I don't think AEW looked that they like bullying them off i mean like the reality is and i think what some people kind of forget in all of this is that the reason why nxt was moved from the network to usa with a two-hour live show was to damage aew's products like they want it wasn't to elevate nxt it was to hurt aew and hope that the novelty show would wear off and that people would just watch the wwe product unfortunately that didn't happen for them so like your 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 war thing didn't work your plan to kind of damage AEW's viewership didn't really work either so yeah just move to tuesday nights and hopefully now we can let this flourish and be its own show and i i really hope that this is going to be nothing but good news for nxt because i'm i miss nxt like and what, and what i mean by that is because i do watch the show what i miss is I miss network NXT. I miss the WWE network version of NXT when it was like the hottest thing in wrestling. I don't think it's had that since the Wednesday Night War. I don't think it's had that same oomph that NXT used to have. And I miss that. 
So I'm, I'm hoping that we can get that version of NXT back. It needs to get its edge back because it yeah. used to be the edgy brands, right? People are like, oh, well, you know, I don't watch Raw or SmackDown, but I watch NXT. Yeah, and we're totally. cool, yeah. you know? And it lost a lot of that because I think a lot of, you know what I think it was too? I think a lot of people maybe felt like, I don't know, maybe they felt embarrassed. They didn't want to be cheering for the non-edgy brand anymore. And then maybe some other people were just like, nah, I watch AEW now. Now that's the edgy brand. I don't know. I'm Obviously, this is a case for a case uh, situation, but it used to be that for a very long time. People would be like, I love NXT. NXT is the best. And, you know, I was at several takeovers and the crowds were insane. And it was something that was seen as cool. It needs to get the cool back. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, you've been in touch with us on this topic as well. Jared has said, I get that ratings matter to advertisers, but the system we gauge uh, this on is completely out of date. Almost none of my friends have cable, but still keep up with both AEW and NXT. How do you fix this system? Like that is a huge, huge question and one I do not know the answer for. But really at the end of the day, if like you, you kind of nailed it on the head right at the start there. Ratings matter to advertisers. And at the end of the day, that's the most important person in a TV rating. Like it's it's not us. We're not the important people here. It's the advertisers and the money that you get from those advertisers. We are just pawns in all of this. See, I'm still a ratings fan. Like I believe that ratings matter. And so I like when people say all oh, ratings don't matter, I'm like, yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Don't look, they matter, okay? And so um I was gonna get at. And you know, here's the thing too, is that for like a lot of people are cord cutters, they're not paying for cable. And but I've come to realize that not everybody though, everybody that I know still has cable at some some they still have cable. The, it's more of like the younger people that are obviously cutting the cord but based on the people that are like older than me that i know of that are not too old but are older than me they all still have cable and so for this long time i kept thinking oh yeah everybody's cutting cable and now i'm starting to think maybe i was wrong because i'm talking to people and they're like oh i have cable and i'm like huh oh i i, I guess that puts me in the younger category then because i did cut like we moved house and we weren't able to get Virgin Media. Like we were Virgin Media customers. And when we moved house, the the place that we've got, it's just like, oh, they don't serve um, Virgin there. So you could get Sky. And I was like, no, well, I don't want to give Sky any money because they're awful people. And oh, I was like, yeah. hate Sky? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not a Rupert Murdoch fan. Um, oh. And so like, no, I, I don't want to give him any money. So, like, so I was like, well, we're not getting Sky then. So I just said to him, I was like, well, we just won't get it then. Like why spend why are we spending 80 pounds on Virgin? We're not watching it. So we didn't like we don't even have Freeview in our house anymore. We literally just have my PlayStation with BBC iPlayer, that's free. 4OD, that's free. Netflix and, and all the other ones that I pay for. And that's that's my TV now. So I I I did cut the cord. Uh, so I'm, I'm clearly one of those young people that you spoke of. I have everything. I, I think it was last week when I read everything that I have. And I have cable for my grandparents. So because they're not going to be using the apps. They're going to use cable. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris says AEW does a better job of leading in promoting AEW on impact with Tony Khan's paid advertisement than WWE has ever done promoting NXT. Uh, and Ever the Villain said, this week we've seen cuts coming to Brian Zane's review and Cultaholic. Is WWE's declining viewership hitting our favorite commentators? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, like Brian Zane's kind of cutting back and um, obviously Ross is doing uh, is, is not doing WTF stuff anymore. Um, I mean, we're still doing what we're doing. So I don't know uh, on that <laughs> stuff. But yeah, like it's, there are a lot of people who are just like kind of done with it. 
and there are some people who are just like, I, I don't want to watch this product anymore. I mean, what do you, Wait, how do you, so, I, mean, you, I don't, you I, don't I, didn't, I don't know what's going on here. What do you mean by cuts? I, like monetary cuts or what? No, 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 so, like, so, like, so some of the, some YouTube channels are stopping some of the reviews that they're doing. So like Brian Zane is cutting back on some of his reviews that he's doing. And uh, Ross over a cultaholic, I believe isn't doing WTF reviews anymore. So like, it, so the question is just like, is WWF's declining quality or declining viewership stopping us from doing reviews? And I was about to say, I don't think that's the case because you're just about to get two new shows uh, on wrestling observer so uh you so like if anything you're getting more reviews yeah see i don't know because yeah i don't know i think it just depends i don't know what their reasons were for not deciding to do it i don't know maybe it wasn't worth the time i, I have no idea i can't really speak on that uh, also, just to clarify as well, yes, uh, Jim, BBC iPlayer isn't free. You do need a TV license for it. Don't worry. I paid for my TV license. Um, and <laughs> NS Ogre says, uh, feel the need to say, I am 50, grew up on WWE, have not watched the WWE product since Hell in a Cell 2019. AEW is my favorite thing in wrestling since the rise of Austin 316. Your clan of reviewers has been the second best thing in wrestling. Thanks for the smile. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for bucking that 50 trend. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Um, right, let's get into your patron mailbag questions. If you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you've got to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers on Patreon at any dollar amount. Excuse me, and we will get to them. Read them out individually. Do not email me. Like, damn it, I've been thrown off now because I had to burp and it's throwing me off like what my intro is. Um, 
leave it in the community tab labeled mailbag do not email me i will just lose it i'm bad at my job uh we'll we'll get to the rest of your hyper chats later on in the show okay first up Angel Gonzalez says, with my job as an AV consultant, I've met a, I've met a lot of fascinating people. From uh, oil and gas CEOs, a man who won a Nobel Peace Prize in science for a pill that helped raise uh, specific cancer survival rates from 8 to 75%, and even a former Harlem Globetrotter. That's an entertainment basketball team for you, Luke. You may know them from Scooby-Doo. I know who the Harlem Globetrotters are. I know pop culture. Uh, but my question is, assuming you will gain or have the requirements knowledge, if you could dedicate the rest of your life to one thing outside of entertainment, what would it be? wait like become a fan of it like something else no it's like your new job like if this wasn't your job what would, oh. your, like, what would your like dream job be if it wasn't like working within uh wrestling coverage can i put pop singer because <laughs> that's entertainment that's so the that's entertainment, the entertainment. i mean are you entertained by pop stars yes you are so that's no i want to be thing. the pop star <laughs> i, I want to be on stage <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything else that I'd want to do. Like, that's like the ultimate dream job, I think. Either I that be or being like, you know, Merle Streep or Nicole Kidman and being like this, like, highly regarded, amazing actress. Still within the entertainment space. Then. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Like, I don't want to be a doctor. Hospitals terrify me. I don't want to be a lawyer. I'd probably cry if I start getting nervous. And like, you know, when they like, so you know how they like rebuttal, like back and forth, like, let's, I can go up there and do my part. But then let's say the other person comes up and does better than me. I'm just going to start crying. And then what's going to happen if people go to jail because I couldn't defend them? Yeah. Oh, I yeah, can't I mean, that's, be that's an artist. Funny. I have no artistic ability. Oh, that's not true. We've seen Blam Plate and Squeak. Okay. But those were those were not like OMG, okay? Okay. Well, um, let's see. OMG. I can't paint anything. Okay. See, you see what I, I mean? There's no other options for me. I would want to be an astronaut. That was always like my dream thing. If I couldn't be Steven Spielberg, which is what I wanted to be when I grew up, um, I wanted to be an astronaut. And we were watching Great British Menu recently. And like the Great British Menu, the theme for this year's um, competition is like British science and like advances in science and sort of celebrating British people in science. And they had a guest person like to judge the dishes that had been cooked. And she was the first Brit in space. And like every now and again, like I just kept turning to my wife and she's like, she's been to space. Like she's literally been in space. But do you that really like, want that though? Dude, I would, yeah, yeah, I want that. I'd you love have to, to go be to up space. there yeah. for like years oh, dude, and have so absolutely cool. no space, life. And you're just, yeah, but you're space. just looking at a bunch of like blackness and little dots. But I, I want to know. Like it, I, I, I sometimes just lie there of a morning and I just think like, what is out there? Like, that's you know, terrifying what is, i i know and it it, it fries my brain but i love it and i would love to go to space that's what i want to be i want to be an astronaut watch that one netflix movie netflix uh series with um with hillary swank with me I think it was uh no I, I haven't seen that one. Oh, you should watch it i was really upset that they canceled it but season one was so good and i don't know like what's true or not based on what they did on the show i'm just gonna take that everything that happened on the show is Fact and what happened and based on what happened on the tv show i would not want to go to space because i didn't know i don't know if this is true by the way but you can get like space blindness your skin peels <laughs> off i don't know how true this is i don't know if that was just for the tv show or what but either way no i don't want any I'm of gonna, that 
Once it's available, I'm going to space. Uh, Are Peter you Mullins. Are you those people that sign up to go to Mars? Yes. Oh yeah, dude. If there's an option, if there is, like, I will find a way to go. No, I, I won't absolutely... let you go. I will tie you down. <laughs> I'll be like, you cannot go to Mars. No. Oh man. Uh, You're Peter stuck Mullins. on planet Earth. <laughs> Sorry, my wife doesn't want to go either. Um, Peter Mullins says the Adam Cole Shawn Michaels angle uh, got me and my mates fancy booking like crazy. If you could have wrestler in their prime A versus wrestler in their prime B from any era or company, what matches would you love to see on a grand sellout WrestleMania card? Shawn Michaels, I mean, AJ no, Styles. That is always my uh, go-to answer. That or um, Daniel Bryan, Bret Hart is always it my other one I'd love to go to. Oh yeah. Love that. Um, big thank you to Josh Gionet. Uh, I'm going to apologize if I said that wrong. Sending in your AEW fancy booking for Omega versus Page. As always, we don't really have time to kind of go through it because we are pushed for time here. But yeah, I think a lot of people are going for this. You know, Page is going to be the first person to kick out of the one-winged angel and win the title. And I, I think that's where it's going as well. And I, I, I really hope that they, if they can keep that momentum going. I hope so too. I really do. That's what I've been wanting to happen for like a while. Like I can't wait to see Hangman like really get to the top of his game. And um, I mean, I don't think I could stand the guy enough. Like Stan S T A S T A N, not S T A N D. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I got it. Uh, oh, Jack I read it, and then I was like, oh, it sounds like I can't stand the guy. But I meant to say I can't stand the guy I, enough. I first thought you said stand, but then I thought I was like, oh, she's talking about Kenny Omega because she can't stand that guy. But no, no I meant to say I can't stand Hangman enough. Like as in, I'm a big fan, and I can't be a bigger fan. <laughs> Yeah, like I heard it too, and I was like, wait, that doesn't, people are going to misconstrue that. Uh, Jack said, um, the WrestleMania card takes shape. We're getting Cesaro versus Rollins. A bit of fancy booking for the end of the match, very much like Orson versus Rollins, where Rollins goes for the curb stomp, but Cesaro launched him in the air and cracks him with an uppercut. I think it would look awesome, and hopefully Cesaro can get a main event push. Are there any angles you'd like to see take place at this year's WrestleMania? I'm just hoping for I I feel like it's just gonna feel like such a big show. Oh hey, you know yesterday when no yesterday last week when you were asking me like oh did you get the WrestleMania credentials and this and that and I was like man I didn't get any. The second I got off I saw the email I was so <laughs> depressed. I was sitting there and I was like thinking about it for like half hour just staring at the screen and I was like should I go? Should I apply? Should I go? But then I was like Denise. No, you can't go yet. You can't go yet. And I was like, well, what if I just go? I was arguing with myself. I called my fiance and I was like, hey, dude. I was like, I got the, I got the application. Should I go? He's like, Denise, you're seriously going to risk the Rona. And I was like, I want to go. There's always next year. There's always next yeah. year. Next year, next year is like down the road from you, right? Isn't that the Hollywood one or is that the year after? No, it's the year after. Yeah, next year is supposed to be in um last no not where what did they say last year next year is gonna be I don't know. I don't, they I don't pushed know. did they push LA to 2023 or 2022 no. I think it's 2023 there's someplace else going first before us I know okay. this because I was upset about it WrestleMania <laughs> WrestleMania was supposed to be here this year WrestleMania 2020 we're at 2023. Yep, 39. Yes, yeah, so the 39 is in Cali uh, Inglewood. That's at the SoFi Stadium. Next year, next is, uh, year? is in, in Texas. Dallas? Dallas, right? Um, Arlington. Yeah, so that's the Dallas area. I went. Oh, okay. I hate to, like, I went to the last one. I think it was 32 in Arlington, Dallas, Fort Worth area. It was fun. 
but there's just not that much to do there. Like I remember Monday, the raw day, like the, you know, all you had, there was all the indie events were done. So really all you had to do is wait till Monday night raw, but that was obviously till like the daytime. So like nobody had anything to do in the morning. There was like a bunch of wrestling fans just like going to all these like really lame places. Like I went to this aquarium that was like really overpriced and there was like really nothing to see. So I remember telling like my fiance, I was like, dude, I was like, man, there ain't nothing to do here. Well, there we go, folks. 30, uh, 30 minutes and 40 seconds into this podcast, and he's buried somewhere in America that isn't California. You, no! You, you all wondered how long it would take. 30 minutes and 40 seconds is what it took. Okay. To be fair, though, if you do go to Dallas, I highly recommend you go to the Fort Worth, Fort Worth Stockyards. Those were hella fun. That area was, was really fun, and I regret not going to the rodeo. And um, if I go next year to Dallas, I'm going to the rodeo. Uh, Chris says, hi, Luke and Denise. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of people say they don't watch actual Raw and SmackDown. Uh, they just watch review shows or clips on YouTube. So my question is, do you think people not watching the full show week to week is why people don't get some of the stories? It would be like watching Endgame without watching all of the MCU. I think if people would watch the show uh, and then not like it from, and then maybe they'll form their own opinion and not just go with a crowd that don't follow the shows. Yeah, I can agree with that because like there was a while like before I started doing all of this where I wasn't watching religiously, but I would listen to I would listen to Wrestling Observer Radio where they would talk about Raw and I'd be like, all right, that's what happened. Cool. And that was it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that was pretty much it. But like, I, I still think you can like follow along with a story and get the nuance of a story, with, especially if you're watching the clips. Like, it's not like you need to watch three hours of a show to understand. Like, if you can condense a clip down into three minutes, then that three minutes to say everything you need to know. Um, I, I don't think you like just watching the clips means you don't follow the, or you, you aren't getting the intricacies of a story. Like, I still think you can follow the week to week product. I think you can follow the week to week product on reviews. That's what I did for years. Like, I've, I've mentioned on the show previously, before I was working here, never watched the show on a week to week basis, but I still got all the stories and I still know it, still knew everything. Going yeah, on. I think it depends on how much effort you put. But like, so my fiance's nephew, he would be watching like all the time on YouTube, right? He would watch, he would record raw, he'd watch it, but he would watch the clips on YouTube. Ever since COVID and ever since the live events dropped off, he literally like just stopped watching. Yeah. And I was like, he's done. And my fiance was like, yeah, he's done. And he's like, if he comes back, it's going to be like randomly. And I started thinking, oh man, like how many more other like young kids out there were like watching religiously on YouTube and going to the live events and being like, yeah, I like wrestling. And now we're just like done yeah, into something done. else. Now I play video games all day. Uh, Dwayne the Gronk Johnson said, when it comes to this year's WrestleMania, what do you think is more important? Is putting on match of the year caliber uh, matches or spectacle entrances memorable moments? Personally, when I look back at WrestleMania, I always remember the entrances and moments. What do you think? Could be a good point if Luke ever does an actually good video on WrestleMania. I don't think I would ever do WrestleMania as a, like a broad topic, but I may look at specific WrestleManias. Uh, I did pitch doing that to Adam uh, and Laurie this year, but we decided we we're going to wait till uh, down the line. But yeah, so what do you think is more important for a WrestleMania, the matches or the moments? Matches, because I think the matches could create the moments. Yeah, I, I think they just sort of go hand in hand. Like, and the same with the entrances as well. Like, I think it's kind of like a full package kind of thing. I mean, having said that, like, I... And yeah, no, actually, I think that kind of sort of backs up the argument I was going to make there because I don't remember what Triple H's entrance was at Mania 30, whichever one it was with Becky. 31, with the Terminator. 
No, oh my God, that is one of the worst entrances I've ever seen in my life. It's so rubbish. Denise, don't pull that face. It was proper pack. It was so Luke, packed. are you nuts? Are you no, insane? The Terminator thing with this crappy, like tinfoil Terminator crown. It looked so crappy. rubbish. No, so stupid. it was so cool. What are you talking about? <laughs> I remember that entrance like the back of my mind. You so had the little stupid. scanner on the crowd, yeah, oh my and, God, it was so thing, and then he comes out and it looks like he's on a so jetpack. And the tip did not look like tinfoil. It was really good. He so had the lame. armor, he had the things on his shoulder pads. He comes down, and he's just like, yeah. and right, it looks so like he's lame. about to fly. You have all of those little, what do you call those droids or whatever? Those things. The Terminators. The Terminators. All right, whatever. I never seen the movie, so uh, they come out. And, and this is why there. you thought it looked cool because the movies it are actually did cool. Look cool though. It didn't it look cool. Fa- I was there, Luke. Uh, yeah, okay. I was and I there. think, and I think you've got rose tinted glasses because of that. I think if you go back and watch it, you'll be like, I oh, did it go does. back and watch it. <laughs> it does look like tinfoil. It does look. A I bit just rubbish. watched it, it last week. So low rent. No, like, it's but, not. It's but, literally you know, one of the greatest entrances of all time. <laughs> one of the greatest? Are you high? Yes. One of the greatest of all time. Yes. Come on. Yes. Like, and I and I don't think it's just Triple H's fault. No one is able to do a Terminator entrance to make it look cool. Kenny Omega didn't look cool doing they his had all Brian Cage look proper lame out. doing his. It no, looks so it looks cool. I liked it. I thought it looked fantastic. I thought it was. I think it's definitely up there with some of my favorites. Okay. I the point I was going to make was I can remember the one from Mania Thirty Five is that one with Becky Lynch in the main event. Is that thirty? Uh, yeah, that's the rest. That's yeah, the yeah. one where he did Mad Max or like a Mad Max oh. scene where he came out in the the the. I was gonna say I that thought was called the. I thought that was the one with this like with the Stephanie entrance where she was on the stage at WrestleMania thirty two. No, that was the other one because there was okay. So there was WrestleMania thirty where she was in the ring and she introduced him as the most powerful man in wrestling in WWE. Excuse me, and that's actually my favorite. That's the one where he comes out with the gold mask and all of that. And then there's the uh, the other one where Stephanie's like in this graveyard thing. Yeah, like she's yeah. In standing in this graveyard and she has like this long like speech. And then there's the other one that WrestleMania 35, I think is the one where he came out with like the Mad Max car. And then there's right. the, the graveyard one is the one where he comes out with the motorcycle. And then yeah, that's, that's what I thought was the Mad Max one. But like the point I was going to make was I don't remember that entrance because this match with Batista was so boring that I actually forgot like everything that happened around that match. So I think you do need to have like the full <laughs> spectacle and and match to create the moment so that you remember the whole like kit and caboodle. I hope I, I here we go. I have this down here. Here we go. I have the full thing. All right. So WrestleMania 31, we had the awesome Rusev uh, entrance. WrestleMania 2 was the one John Cena Triple H where they both had those really good entrances where Cena's entrance was with like the gangsters and the stage rises and the car comes underneath. And then um uh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Triple H that year was the one where let me see. Damn, it was like a battlefield. Okay. Sorry, I don't know why I have all this stuff down here. But okay, so the 22 one I think was just a throne one. 25 was the one where Shawn Michaels comes down from like the ceiling. 32, yeah. uh, that's the one where Stephanie starts off wearing the Triple H match and she's, okay, 32 is the one where she's on the, the, stage, on, the right? on the stage thing, on the stage thing there. Yeah. 33, Triple H and Stephanie ride in on a motorcycle. 35 was the Triple H Mad Max one. 
yeah. on a motorcycle. Yeah, I mean, and then, we, we basically say if it's on a motorcycle, Triple H was probably there wearing a goofy mask. It's not as cool as he thinks it is, or Denise thinks it is. Callum says, I'm just moving on now. You know Callum what? I, says, no, I will fight you till the end of days for that, okay? <laughs> WrestleMania 31 entrance was fantastic. So oh, and it was that arena was so full too. Oof, it was packed. <laughs> There's so many people there. Callum says, going to start this off by saying Captain America is clearly the best Avenger. He gives all the best moments, including my favorite of him uh, being able to lift Molnir. Uh, my question is, what's your favorite Marvel moments? Ooh, well, I'm trying to remember because I'm not that big of a fan. I go to watch the movies because I like That's to eat. Why you like Iron Man so much, yeah. Iron Man's really funny. Um. I think one of my favorite moments was when was it when Ant Man gets when he goes into that thing and he gets stuck in there because that's when everybody disappears or something. Oh right, he goes into the quantum realm. Yeah, I like that yeah. part. That was my favorite part. Uh, mine is actually it's kind of it's in Age of Ultron, which I don't think is a great film, but it's when they're all trying to lift Molnir and no one can do it, and then like oh, like, and they're all doing it, the and, same. It, and, and it just slightly moves, and then Thor's got the stuff in his face, just like. Mm -hmm because he didn't yeah, think that, yeah. that look that, that that slays me i think it's really really great yeah uh jonathan hedman says a couple of questions uh denise with the complex nature of roman Reigns' character and the subtle nuances that he's been able to bring out in this era of no fans how difficult or different do you think uh things would be with his character if the world didn't get upside down luke what sort of diet are you on for your hair versus points match with mr davis you see because last week he asked a question about yeah yeah, yeah. Very, very clever. Hey, I'm going to answer my question. Uh, okay. It. I seriously think that now I feel pressured. Like I got to come up with some brilliant response. <laughs> All right. No, but seriously. <laughs> Couldn't handle the pressure. Melted down. Had a great time. <laughs> Just ask me questions. Just, Just stick to the questions. diet questions. <laughs> no, but seriously, though. It is. It would be interested. It would be interesting to see what they would have done with Roman Reigns had COVID never happened. Would would they have? Would they have turned him heel? Would they? Ha I think at some point they just had to, right? Since everybody was rejecting everything that they were doing with him. Oh no! I think they would have stuck to their guns. Like I think. Oh, I think there being no fans there gave them the confidence to be able to do it because it's not, like because the the worry was always going to be it was going to affect ticket sales. There's no ticket sales to do, then you may as well give it a try, give it a whirl. You can always just turn in babyface again when fans come back. Thankfully, the role of this dice worked. I think they would not have done it without uh, the fans not being there. See, I just feel like, but it's kind of like people say, like, oh, if you keep doing things over and over, you're crazy because it's the same result over and over. So, like, in my mind, I think, like, well, don't you think at some point, they would have said, hey, this isn't working. Don't you think common no, sense no, says you'd that, have that this you'd have, working? Denise, you'd have thought that five years ago, and yet here we are, like, in the same situation. <laughs> but I'm very curious to see as how what it's going to be like once there's people there, because he's really going to have to, I think, push it to another level to be disliked by the people because, hey, people are, you know, people cheer for the bad guys. I cheer for the bad guys. We've actually got an interesting one about this. So Chris asked, do you think they turned Edge heel so that Roman gets cheered when he wins at Mania? Edge seems like he would be uh, up for putting him over, but they can finally have Roman close out Mania with that fan reaction they've always wanted. Now, I, I would disagree with that. I figured they turned Edge heel so that Daniel Bryan is the babyface in the match and that Daniel Bryan can get the big crowning moments. And so, like, having going against two heels, it worked for WrestleMania 30, it will work again here. So I, I don't think turning him heel was to get Roman over. 
No, I actually think that it was just that Daniel Bryan was just such a stronger baby face. I don't think that Edge was going to be able to compete against Daniel Bryan when it comes to who really is the ultimate baby face in this picture. So I don't think it's to cheer. I do think that it will help. I hope that it'll help Roman get booed more, but I don't think it was to help Roman. Uh, Jason said, my question is of the WrestleMania matches announced um, in terms of the days there on which night of WrestleMania is more exciting to you? Oh, I need to pull up the list of who's on what. Oh, I know. I, I know that somebody posted like this really nice graphic. And I think when I saw the graphic, I was leaning towards night two. So night one has got Sasha Bianca, Bobby, Drew, Bad Bunny. Oh, yeah, Miz. night two. I remember, night yeah. two. New Day, AJ, Braun, Shane, Cesaro, Rollins. Yeah, so night two is Roman, Edge, Daniel Bryan, Asuka, Rhea Ripley, Fiendor, and Biggie, Apollo Crews, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Riddle, Sheamus. It's it's tough. I don't know. Like, night two does seem to be the, like, yeah, that does jump off the page to me. But then, like, night one's got Cesaro, Rollins. It's got the match that I'm genuinely the most excited about at WrestleMania, which is New Day versus AJ and Omos. And it's got Bobby Drew, which I'm into, and Sasha Bianca. So I don't know. I think I am leaning more towards night two, but that's not to say there's bad stuff on night one. Yeah, I'm more night two. Like, I just like looking at everything. I feel like there, I have a little bit more excitement for night two. Uh, Rasslin Riggle says, my wife started watching wrestling with me a few years ago. When The Fiend character started, she was terrified and would not watch. But after current events with The Fiend, she literally stood up and said, this is stupid. I guess my question is about booking. Do you think others, meaning Vince, are having more input on characters or is this all still Bray? Oh, they obviously have the input. They yeah. have to. But like Vince has always had final say. So like even, yeah. when we, even when we loved The Fiend, like, you know, pre Hell in a Cell, that was all still Vince. Like Vince is signing off on all of this. So like none of the Firefly Funhouses would have happened if Vince hadn't signed off on it. So it, yeah, it is still Bray. It's still Vince. It's just this is the direction they're going with. And it's just not um, working. It's not working for me either. Uh, Duncan said, saw a tweet the other day that if the three phases of Foley had a cinematic match, who do you think would win? Ooh, I would go with Cactus Jack. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd kind of go Mankind. I think he was probably the more popular one. So I think Mankind pins Dude Love. <laughs> Nobody was going for Dude Love. Oh, no one's going to pick Dude Love. Not even, <laughs> not even Mick Foley was going to pick Dude Love. Um, <laughs> Harry Harry said, um, I recently started doing full-time night shifts here in Scotland, and it was giving me the opportunity to work whilst listening to your podcast. Yay. Really been enjoying the AEW, however, finding it hard to watch WWE in general lately because the booking has been pretty bad. Therefore, listening to your podcast has kept me in the loop, so thank you so much for that. Also, so I listened to Under Consultation, which is my other podcast. Amazing stuff, Luke. The Diamondisms make me corpse so much. That's all, guys. I just wanted to pass on my appreciation. I have no doubt the thoughts and questions in the future. I hope you all have an awesome day. I hope he has an awesome work day as he's listening to this podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, I hope you have an awesome evening at work. I used to do a night shift, and it is not fun, but like podcasts can keep you going through them. No, I wouldn't have the, I, I can't, I, I, I'm the type of person that cannot function in, at night. I did, I worked Black yeah. Friday one time, like years ago at night. And it was one of those days where you had to stay up the entire night. Oh, it was awful. I'm going to show it. my age. I'm going to show my age here. But like when I was doing my night shifts, podcasts weren't a thing. Um, Ooh, and, I, and I had um, instead, and I had an iPod that's again to show my age a bit more. So I would like download. So what I used to do is I used to torrent. Torrent's bad, kids. You shouldn't do it. But I used to torrent shoot interviews. Um, What's as torrent? In, 
basically like downloading illegally like so like people oh. would load up like shoot interviews and stuff like so wrestling shoot interviews and this was back in the day when shoot interviews were a thing like it's not like it's not like now when everyone just does a podcast and stuff this is like you know shot in like crappy hotel rooms and there was just like real bad oh, I've seen those, yeah oh i used to love them but i used to download those as mp4s and then i would convert them to mp3s and then load them onto my ipod and that was how i got through my shift was listening to like four or five hour shoot interview podcast with wrestlers not even podcasts just like there were videos i would listen to in audio format that was how i got through my shifts yeah you're showing your age right about now you know for <laughs> me i remember when the ipod was the thing i remember i was in new york and i was in the subway and i remember sitting there because i didn't have an ipod and everybody had an ipod and i remember praying i was inside of my head i was like god if i get an ipod that's gonna change my life i'm never gonna ask for anything <laughs> ever again and my life's dreams will all come true i still have my ipod <laughs> do you really I do. I, I have it on in the car. Like that is what me and my wife listen what? to. Like we we don't we have our Don't you have like on the Spotify iPod. or something on your I've phone? Got the free, I've got the free version. Also, you have to like use data. Like to, and that's part of it because we've got the free version. You can't you can't download it on the free version. You have to just stream it. Don't so, you just have Wi-Fi? In my car? No, not when I'm driving. Like, like so on your just, phone. Yeah, if I'm in the house. But if we're out for a drive, then I'm not getting Wi-Fi in my car. You got to just like use like. I get Wi-Fi in my car. How fancy is your car? Like, have you got a car? No, my car, car. Dude, my car has the little thing where I have to wind up the windows because I have a Jeep, <laughs> a 2006 Jeep. So I still have How's to wind up the windows. Then? What are you connecting to? I just use my phone. Hmm, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I, I listen just to music. My... I use my iPod and I'm not getting rid of my iPod. My brother recently lost his iPod and he was so sad about it. Like he was <laughs> he was cycling to a place and um to get some new headphones, ironically to get some headphones for his iPod. And he suddenly realized as he was cycling back that his iPod had fallen out of his pocket on the ride over. And no. he's like, oh man, I lost my iPod and I can't get a new one now. I felt so bad for him. I'm trying to find him like a replacement version. Because oh, we, they're my brother, still expensive yeah, though. I know, I, I, I know. I because know. my grandma uses them, Luke. <laughs> Mine, but she doesn't anymore. I bought her a phone and now she has Spotify and she's a grandma and she uses Spotify. Okay. So if my me, grandma like, ditched her iPod, everybody can. I will admit it is much harder now that there's no iTunes. Uh, that has made that has made me updating my iPod much difficult. Like it's made me much iTunes. Hard. I hate no, iTunes. No one liked no one liked iTunes. Apart Especially from because I can't no delete it off iTunes. of this dang computer. I hate it. And like every time, and then you know what I hate about Apple? And I don't know if this happens to everybody. It doesn't matter. I write down all my passwords, right? On a password book. No matter how many times I log in to get my Apple ID, my password is always wrong it forgets my password so i have to make a new password i write it down i come back the next time and it's like no that's not your correct password i hate apple id i hate itunes i hate it all the real shorty but i love ipods the real shorty g aaron says with takeover coming up got me thinking of what vince will think of walter is he everything vince wants in a wrestler i think we kind of seen what vince thinks of walter because he was on raw that one time and he got beaten twice so i don't know if i don't know if vince i forgot about that hard. oh my god i was so mad like i i get mad at raw every now and again like real mad that was one of those times where i was like proper like F this company. I'm so dumb because like Walter is not just someone that you just beat twice on the same night. Oh man, it drove me nuts. Maybe he's had a change of heart. I don't know. I hope so. Uh, Shaya says, I've noticed that the main WrestleTalk channel is nearly at 800,000. Will you have a special 800K celebration? 
watch this space. Ooh, actually, so switching the podcast out definitely worked then. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, the subscriber numbers have gone up. Subscriber numbers here have gone up as well. Like it is like uh, and our viewers and everything have actually like it's benefited from us putting out the content. So turns out Dad. that YouTube, like all the all this advice that we were given was correct. But yeah, there will be. I think there's actually a post going up on Monday uh, regarding that. So keep your eyes peeled. Um, Ooh, Mark you're close is, to that one million mark. There's also a post going up on Monday for this channel because we're close to fifty thousand subscribers, and we're going to do a fifty thousand party as well. So. There'll be a Ooh. there'll be a poll going up soon for that. So might anyway, be invited Marcus, to that. I mean, I might invite you to it. Yeah. Oh, I like, would hope so. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll tell you what we're going to do when we get off air. Okay. Um, Marcus Campbell said, "With James Storm reaching one thousand matches in TNA and Impact, um, do you prefer a America's Most Wanted or Beer Money? Do you have a favorite James Storm moment?" Beer Money. I remember really being a fan of Beer Money, so I would go with Beer Money. Uh, James Storm moment. I'm trying to think here. I think I have more of like a personal one, actually. I got to work with him um, and he's just like a really nice person and it's very open. Like the second you start talking to him, he'll give you a lot. Oh, you know what else was random? So when WrestleMania New Orleans, the last one, I went down to Bourbon Street and I was walking and I actually <laughs> ran into James Storm on Bourbon Street. And like, if you know, like the area, it's just really funny, like a really funny story. I am. Um, I'm a big fan of James Storm. I'm a big James Storm mark. Like he was one of my first guys in TNA, like when I started watching. So I am. I am America's most wanted. Like that's my James Storm. So like um, we find the defendant guilty. Like I am all about America's most wanted. That's my James Storm. Uh, but James Storm winning the title, like that first time that he won the TNA title. Oh, I'm so happy for him. Uh, Mark Jones, and I wanted to post something about WrestleMania this week um, with it being so close. So um, I'd love to hear some quick fire answers to these. What's your first WrestleMania memory? My first WrestleMania memory? Oh, do you mean like my, okay. Cause my first WrestleMania memory, honestly, like the very first was me not being able to go to WrestleMania 16 and being depressed about it. That's really sad, but that's yeah. my first WrestleMania memory. <laughs> like, but on screen on TV though, um, I remember a lot of WrestleMania 17 cause that was the first WrestleMania I actually watched. So I remember that, but I remember a lot of the hype leading into it more a lot of times than the actual event. Yeah, for me, it's triangle ladder match. Like me and my friends just watching that over and over again from 2000. And like we do, like this, my friend had taped it off TV and we just watched it again and again and again. When it finished, rewind it, watch that again. I don't think I've seen much of the rest of WrestleMania 2000 because it's not a good show, but dude, that match is banging. Um, first WrestleMania where you liked every match on the card. I think for me, it's probably like 31 is a great show. Like that's a show where like every single thing lands. That was a good show. That was a very exciting show. I still remember like uh, when Seth Rollins came out and everybody just like lost their minds. Oh, that was a pretty so interesting great. night. But I don't know. I feel like there's always been. See, for me, like I feel like I like stuff, not necessarily because they're the greatest matches. It's more of just like the feel of like the events. So I would actually go with 31 felt really good, but I'm going to actually go with 32 just because i remember having a really good time 32 is that the one with Dallas? roman that's such a bad mania but like, i had a good a time though show. but i had oh, a good man. time that's i think this off of my versus... a good time 
It's got Moxley versus this is Brock on it, which is a bad having a good time, okay? I really enjoyed myself that day. <laughs> but I would love for you and Adam to have a chat thing, about that. Though. So you're going to be doing a show with Adam in a couple of weeks' time, right? Because I've got a Friday off. Oh, and lovely. Like, I would, Adam I would is so... Adam bullies me. He would bully me off of WrestleTalk. And, he, and you two are going to have a great conversation about that because Adam hated that WrestleMania and he was also there for it. So you two can have a wonderful conversation. Oh, I had a good time. That. See, I had a nice time that day, okay? But see, I had a nice time every time I go, though. You know which one I hated, though? The New Orleans one. The most recent one. Oh, uh, the 34. 34, yeah. I hated that day. I didn't really like that show. Uh, Weasley 65 with Denise offering to teach Luke on how to be mean. I think we need a proper name for it. I thought long and hard and figured the perfect title. It's the Hollywood Salcedo High School of Heelishness Shenanigans or the Triple H's. With Denise's love of the game, I figured a play on that would work best. <laughs> that is amazing. Can you say the name again? I need to write it down. The Hollywood Salcedo High School of Heelish Shenanigans. Okay. Hollywood Salcedo High School. Of heelish shenanigans. Shenanigans, easy for you to say. Shenanigans. Okay. I remember that now. Uh, and also, thank you to Flaming Live. Uh, we haven't got. Uh, so, Flaming kind of like pitched this idea of like wrestlers as like video game tropes, like final bosses and like heroes and things like that. It was really interesting. And I do agree with the choices that you had made. Unfortunately, I haven't got time to go into them now, though. Um, Alan says, I was wondering with WrestleMania being so close and many of the feuds being lackluster, are there any current or past feuds in other companies outside of WWE that you think would be worthy to be on a WrestleMania card? Wait, so outside of WWE for a WrestleMania yeah. card? A card or Omega. Like, that is a match that, like, if you want to put it on, like, the grand stage. But, like, it was in Tokyo Dome, which is a, it, in itself, like, you know, is a grand stage. Hmm. What would you pick? A, a card or Omega, that'd be my pick. I would actually go with, since you took that one, I'm actually going to go with something more recent, because I think this would be really fun. Kenny John Moxley would have been pretty fun at a WrestleMania. Yeah, that'd have been really good. I like that a lot. Yeah. And Nate says, I was wondering what you guys think about The Undertaker not being included in this year's Hall of Fame. Do you think this means he could potentially have a retirement match in front of fans? No, they just had too many people. Plus, they need to do, they can't do everything. They had his farewell with no people. Now, imagine doing his Hall of Fame with no people. Got to give the guy something. Yeah, I think it's just like he's a headliner. And if he wasn't going to be the headliner, then you don't put him in. So like exactly. I think that, that I think that's why they're sort of holding off on that. Plus, like he's not he's not officially retired. There's still Saudi Arabia matches. And that will be like, you know, I, I'm sure that he thinks he's retired, but that Saudi money that pulled Shawn Michaels out and it can pull him out too. Uh Hollywood Salcedo number one fan, Adam Gibbons. Luke, Barbie Girl is a bag in tune. Owen, I have a bone to pick with you. I've been meaning to ask this for a while, but what's all the shade you throw at Angel and Lost over the years? So Angel was just like, uh, and it's a bit hard to talk about now because Joss Whedon is not a very nice person. It has since been revealed. But like for me, Angel was just a show. He's just a boring character. So like I was never interested in watching a show where he was the lead. Like he was boring in a show where he wasn't the lead. I was like, I don't think he can hold his own show. So I was never really interested in that. And Lost, man, like I just got so pissed off with that show. Like it's the end of the first season and it's like, and here's some questions. And you're like, cool. So I start watching the first episode of season two and it's like, and here's some questions. And I'm like, well, cool. Well, do we have any answers? And they're like, no, just more questions. And I was like, this show is going nowhere. And I was proven right by that because the show never went, like it didn't go anywhere. Like it kept just 
doing whatever. Like they didn't have a roadmap for it. They admitted themselves. We did not have a roadmap for the show. We just made it up as we went along. And that shows and that's why it wasn't particularly great. Yeah, but you know what though? Lost is a show that I don't think I've ever been as hooked on a show as that I was with season. Lost. Dude, that I'm first season was so good. Watching. Yes. Yeah. I, I do. So I was at university when the second season aired, right? And this was in a again showing my age here. It was not readily available in the UK when the second <laughs> season was on. So like my friend, my friend had to again torrent it. Had to download it illegally from like an American like site, and we, he then burnt it to a DVD for me, so I could then like watch it. Actually, it was like a CD-ROM, and so I took that home so I could watch it on my um, computer. And I've never been so bitterly disappointed in the first episode of a season. I was so excited to watch. And I was like, oh, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm done. I'm tapping Wait, out. So you were done already season two? Pretty much, yeah. When they, they opened, I was like, oh, yeah, it's this thing. And you've got to put this code in every X amount of minutes or the world blows up. And I'm like, get out. This is stupid. Okay, so I when I started watching Lost, it was like literally all the seasons were already available on Netflix. <laughs> So I started watching Lost really late. And so I had everything available to me. So that's why I watched everything. I watched it all like in like three weeks because I was out of a job then, and I didn't have anything else better to do. And I literally just spent every single day watching Lost all day, all night. I remember I would go to the kitchen. I wouldn't even come out. Like, I, But when I did go to the kitchen, I would tell my grandma, you have no idea. The show's amazing. <laughs> it's changed my life. And like ever since then, like that really is what started me wanting to binge watch more shows was really thanks to Lost. And you know a show is good when you go and you try to find like more information on the show. Mm -hmm. However, the ending was terrible i had to google what is the ending what happened in the ending of loss i watched it and i didn't know what happened i remember the last finale being a big thing uh in the uk because it aired simultaneously with the us because uh, so there were people who got up like first thing in the morning to like watch the simuls like the simulcast of like an airing in the us and the uk um and uh, people at work were like i got up so early to watch lost this morning and i'm like was it good and they were like no it was rubbish and i'm like horrible i could have told you it was rubbish and i hadn't even seen it I mean, I don't know what they should have done, but like they just it just it went in circles. It was too much back and forth. It, it was terrible. But everything uh, else I thought was awesome. Owen says, I love when you, Luke, and Ollie make fun of people who were all in on the Miz title reign. I love the pettiness. I don't think it's pettiness. I think it's just fun to make. Yeah, it's maybe it's a bit petty. Yeah, uh, who the hell was all into, into that? Like, oh, I don't we had get a it. Of, we had a lot of messages from people being like, this is going to be the year no, of the Miz. going to get this year-long no. title run as a serious heel. So me and Ollie just kind of make fun of it a little bit. He did deserve it. Uh, this made me think, what was another time that you guys thought something was stupid or bad, but a section of the fan base were all in on it? I think there's I mean, apparently, a lot. Apparently for me, like just because I saw the comments that were coming through, it was Triple H's Wrestle WrestleMania entrance when he came out as the tr yeah, terminal. And, I thought it was dark. <laughs> and everyone in the chat was like, no, dude, that was cool. And I was like, oh, that was Thank pretty you. lame. See, I can't see the chat right now. So like, I didn't know this. Thank you, chat. <laughs> thank you. I, I would like to thank my mom. <laughs> Uh, I so yeah, I think that's my answer. <laughs> no, I never win anything. This is it. This is peak right here. Uh, Wrestling Talk Sign Guy said, last week Denise talked about not being able to go to WrestleMania this year. And I'm curious why and if Luke would, if he could. 
Um, I'm not fully travel, vaccinated yet. Yeah, that would be my answer as well. I'm not fully like I'm not even going to the office like to until I'm fully vaccinated. I'm going to see like my sister-in-law this weekend um, because we get to sit outside in a nice park and stuff. And I'm looking forward to that. But like I'm not doing anything that is like a anything like going to an event or anything like that. Yeah, I am fully. I finally got the first vaccine. I saw. Congratulations. And like I've been feeling fine. My fiance was like really tired though. He was so tired. But me, I was like, well, I did Quizlemania that day. I did my show. I was like, what's up? It was crazy. Have- that was a crazy experience. Uh, were you Pfizer or AstraZeneca? Uh, no, so we don't have AstraZeneca here. We have Pfizer, Moderna, and the Johnson & Johnson one. So I did oh, the cool. Pfizer. Okay. Yeah, but the lady didn't give me a good job though. She, we did a drive-through, and she was like, she was like, do your arm like this, do your arm like that, relax your arm. And I was like, okay. And she's all rested on here. And she kept moving my arm. And she's like, no, like this, like this, like that. And then finally, she got it. And then afterwards, she did my fiance, and she's all, good job. And I was like, <gasps> I did not get a good job. So I think she was frustrated with me because I couldn't get my arm in the right position. But it's because I'm tinier. Okay, I'm gonna sink down. She had to actually like go in there and like, you know, put it go in there, you know, like, it was different, you know. There uh, I, I put the ass in cerebral assassin it says as someone who is a big fan of nxt i've been disappointed with the drop-off in quality through 2021 and it's affecting my hype of takeover especially cole and o'reilly i can't understand um i could understand and was really invested in the undisputed era breakup back in december but the storyline doesn't seem to make sense anymore um with how much you and denise have been enjoying the feud can you tell me what i'm missing I think it's more of like the backstory of it all. I think it's more of like, did you see the last uh, video package that they did on NXT for that? Because that was really good. And I I think, so I would recommend this, like just even just watching that one video package, I feel was sort of summarized everything for you because then he went back and he started saying that really that being in the undisputed era was holding him back. This and that he starts saying how Kylie, Kylie, Kyle O'Reilly. I do that. (laughs) Kylie. I do that a lot lot on those shows. I keep calling him Kylie (laughs) O'Reilly. All right. Kylie. How was Kylie's fault? Oh no. Sorry. How Kylie made him realize that. (laughs) I'm just going to call him Kylie. All right. So it's fine. All right. Anyway. So he basically talks about how he helped them realize that. And they go back, they show like the footage, they show like these pictures of them essentially being brothers. And so this is more like, you know, brothers that essentially like, one turns back on the other, but he doesn't see like what he did wrong. And even if he does, he doesn't care. So I kind of like that aspect of it. And also like just knowing what adds to it too, for me is knowing that in ring wise, you know, you're going to get a hell of a match. So like that, plus the fact that they have the backstory, plus the fact like when they did the, um, God, the, the signing, when they did that signing with William Regal and all of that, there, like they had an awesome back and forth promo. So they've been bringing it for me on all ends of the spectrum where they need to bring it for me to get excited about this match. And really it's one of the matches that I'm most looking forward to come WrestleMania. I mean, a lot of the matches that I'm most looking forward to are taking place on NXT takeover, but regardless. Oh yeah. I cannot wait for that. Like I, I, yeah, I'm really excited for that. (laughs) I don't even have words for it. I just hope that it's, I hope we're talking about it as much as we were talking about um, Walter and uh, Ilya Dragunov. I hope we're talking about it on the way that one was being talked about. 
Uh, Josh said, apologies if this has been asked already, but I was wondering if you remember the first match or moment you saw as a wrestling fan. Uh, for me, it was the Battle Royal at the Royal Albert Hall on VHS when the British Bulldog won a Battle Royal. That was mine. I don't remember because when I started watching wrestling, I was just doing it as a job to record for my uncle. I've, I've yeah. said this story. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. I just went in there and I was like, record. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I didn't even know what I was watching. I didn't even really know what wrestling was. Uh, Jerrica said, I'm not looking forward to this year's WrestleMania as the booking has been awful. I just don't care anymore. I know the matches will be good. And I don't blame the wrestlers. I just feel bad for them. Looking forward more to double or nothing. How are you guys feeling about WrestleMania? I was saying this, like, I feel like they uh, could have done a better build for so many stuff. And I mean, we could talk about that over and over. But I think now that we're getting closer, I'm not as excited as maybe as I was for some of the other ones. And maybe also I have a little bit of FOMO, you know, because I'm not going. So I do kind of feel like shit about that. But I was okay, like, all right. That, thanks, thanks for swearing to me. I've got a sense of that now. Am I <laughs> but I added itty. If I add itty, it's a nice swear. <laughs> I didn't say the oh. I didn't say the ugly version of it. I said itty. No, I added itty. You made it cute. <laughs> yeah, I made it cute. Itty. <laughs> Great. Now I feel itty about that. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> oh, I can't do oh, that right. I oh, I love having it. you on this show so much. This is my favorite part of the week. Um, Alex Kirkman says, I think I think for me actually with WrestleMania, it's it doesn't feel like it's WrestleMania at the moment. Like it doesn't oh, it's going to feel like it that week, though. That's well, I, I guess I, I know it will do because I'll be so busy. But like, it just doesn't feel like WrestleMania at the moment. I don't, and I don't know why that is. It may just be because we've literally just had a pay-per-view. But it's, it just doesn't feel like it's Fastlane right now. And I don't know. You said it feels like Fastlane right now? No, sorry. Well, there you go. Like, I forgot what the pay-per-view is called. It doesn't feel <laughs> like WrestleMania at the moment. I was like, what? Okay, you're right. Uh, Alice Kirkman, my question is about Riddle's botch on Raw. If you were Vince McMahon, would you be seriously, not be seriously pissed off with what happened? And he goes on to suggest that he'll take the title off him. Well, Alex, apparently it was Vince's suggestion. So from what like has been reported is it was a pre it wasn't live, it was a pre-taped thing. And Riddle forgot his line and he just sort of scooted off. And then Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon saw it, thought it was so funny they put it on TV. And so if, if apparently if you are Vince McMahon, that's why like you thought it was hilarious. Plus, we've always heard that Vince has a very uh, unique comedy take. Yeah. Um, Michael Morales, um, I had a dream once that I was in a restaurant and saw John Cena and went there to ask him why he didn't change the finish of the Team Nexus WWE match. And then I woke up. It's the craziest wrestling dream you've ever had. Oh, I can't share mine. <laughs> oh, Denise Alcedo. <laughs> I've had some weird freaking dreams, man. Some really, really weird ones where like, I get weird. married with people. I mean, people I'm not even oh, interested in. I was going to say, like, can you not just like name it? Like, you don't have to name the scenario. Just like, who, no, who, was featured in, no. who was featured in the dream world of Denise Alcedo? No, that is exclusive information. I, because no, like if it was somebody that was like, oh, this person's attractive and I'm glad I dreamt about them. But I didn't dream about the attract. I mean, they are attractive to other people, just not me. So I think that's mm. why I dreamt about these people. And it's been yeah. like throughout the years, I'll like have like random dreams and I'll wake up and I'll be like, what? Oh, I got married to this person. What the hell? I tell you, I had a, like a, a, you were in a dream of mine a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? I, I, had, an, I had an anxiety dream. Uh, of the, and I was in over, it. 
mate, you were coming over to stay, and I hadn't done any preparation for like you to stay in our house, and I hadn't like got, and I hadn't <gasps> got a terrible planned. host, and I yeah exactly, and I hadn't got enough food in the house, and I hadn't like prepped anything for you to do, and you were excited to come over to the UK, and I had a proper anxiety dream that I <gasps> I was a terrible host. <laughs> No, you know what? I would be pretty pissed off though. I'd be like, "Where are all I know. the snacks at? Where's Yaki's soda in the house?" I was, I was like, Denise is. She was so excited to come to the UK, and I've done a real bad job of this. <laughs> Especially because I'm still expecting my five course meal. I told my fiance <laughs> about that. I was like, "Dude, if we ever go to London, we're just gonna pop into Luke's house and freaking expect the five course meal." Oh, you'll get the five course treatments. Uh, Trevor <laughs> from up uh... without even giving you a warning. Hey, Luke, I'm here. What's up? Where's my meal? <laughs> Uh, Trevor from Ohio says, one of the things that keeps me connected to WWE these days is Daniel Bryan has rise to success at WrestleMania 30. To this day, it's one of the best stories in professional wrestling. With his in-ring career winding down soon, who would you like to see retired Daniel Bryan? We kind of had this question last week, um, and I wasn't really sure of an answer, but like his suggestion is Kyle O'Reilly. Kylie O'Reilly. Kylie. I don't know. What did I say last week if we had this question? It was last week we had this question, yeah. We had this question last week? I don't remember. Yeah. I can't remember what I answered either. I don't think we had, I think we had a different question that had to do with Daniel Bryan. I thought it was a retirement thing. Oh. Or maybe it was like, if he retires, should he win or lose? And I think I said that you should lose and put over the, put over the talent going, going on the way out. Oh, and I think I said he should win. I think that's what we had. Cause I feel like I remember that a little bit more than this. Um, I don't know because I don't want Daniel Bryan to retire. I mean, I know mm -hmm. it's going to happen, right? But I don't want it to happen. Uh, Max McKenzie, shouldn't Britt Baker be at least a little bit bothered by the fact that she lost the lights out match against Thunder Rosa? Perhaps this is my age showing, but I, sorry, um, perhaps this is my age showing, but if I can yell at a cloud for a second, I was annoyed by Baker's promo following that match. It struck me as a perfect encapsulation of today's modern wrestling. Here's a character that just lost the first ever women's match to main event Dynamite, a match that was the blow off to a month long feud and a match in which she suffered and bled to win, but she just doesn't care. So I'm, I think this is the promo on Thursday's Dynamite or Wednesday's Dynamite rather. And the point that she was making was, and I, I think she was bothered by the loss, but she's deflecting that she's bothered by that loss by saying, oh, it was an unsanctioned match and it doesn't count. So yeah, like you beat me, but it doesn't count. So you haven't actually beaten me. I think it was just heel deflection more than anything. See, I actually really loved her promo because I, I like, yeah, I like that she called out Mick Foley. I like that she called out. I mean, this promo would have been a lot better, obviously, had she won. It would have made a lot more sense to do. I do think she could have probably put a bigger emphasis on the fact that she lost and, you know, like you said, deflected that. But I, I, I think for me, what I liked about this was that I noticed a newfound confidence in her. And you can tell, like, you can see it straight out. Like, because part of what she was saying was, oh, I don't need the approval of people to say that I'm great, this and that. You know, Tony Khan, you've always been going out there and looking for these legends when one is right underneath your nose. Like, I like that line. I like how she shouted out, how she basically told Mc, McFolio, it took you 20 years to be hardcore and I did it in one night. I loved all of those little things that she said in there. So that's why for me i can't really fault this one because i really liked it yeah and exactly and like she was even saying you know thunder rosa may have won but everyone's talking about me oh yeah so that's like, right she did say that yeah she exactly. said thunder rosa had to thank her for that because it was her yeah. blood that got her all the respect and all of that yeah yeah uh, Jack says, hey guys, now that WrestleMania is approaching, I can't help but notice there's no matches on the card that feel special. Makes me really miss Brock Lesnar. Um, beating him is almost bigger than winning a world title these days. My question is simple. What would you like, what would you do with Lesnar on his return? Dude, I I I look, I see people hate Brock Lesnar and all of this, and I just don't get it. I oh, get I it, but I don't get it. 
I'm a big Brock Lesnar fan and I he can literally have a match with whomever, whoever, whatever, and it will be exciting. That's just that's just what it is. And my answer is going to be Bobby Lashley. I'd love to see Bobby and, and Lesnar go at it. I think that's a match that we haven't had, and I think that would feel big time and special. Um, our next question comes in from Sofia Bonilla, D-W-O-E-V-P. It's in Spanish. I've sent it to you as a private message if you could uh, care to translate for us. Okay, she says, Buenos, uh, buenos Denise. Serías Godzilla or Kong? ¿Quién sería Luke? ¿Y crees que... La, que uh... ¿Y crees que le ganarías? Luke, ¿crees que tienes razón? ¿Que tienes razón? Okay, so she wants to know if you're Godzilla or Kong and who would win and why. Godzilla, Team Godzilla, where's my thing? I don't know. Team they Godzilla, both... I'm, wa I'm watching it tonight and I cannot wait. It might be tomorrow, it depends on how my wife feels because I'm not watching it without my wife, but she may not be in the mood for it tonight. So we may watch it tomorrow, but I'm watching it this weekend and I cannot wait. Am I able to watch it here now too or no? Yeah, it's on HBO Max, I think. Ooh, I'm going to watch it too. I'm going to watch it too, just for you. And I will give you oh, my feedback. Um, I actually want to answer this question once I've seen the movie because I don't know anything about Godzilla or King Kong. Is it it's King uh, Kong, right? Yeah, it is King Kong. Oh. Yeah. And Philip O'Reilly, last for our Patreon questions, says, I um, hope you're having a great Easter weekend. I just wanted to ask if there's um, if there's an NXT review next Friday, will you both be off for a week? Also, I can have a birthday shout out because it's my birthday on Saturday. Of course you can have a birthday shout out. Happy birthday, Phil. Happy uh, birthday, Phil. Phil. Um, so yes, yeah, so next week, um, myself and Denise will not be here for the magazine show because- I didn't know that. Be, I know, I was meant to tell you before. I just found out right now. I know. Well, I meant to tell you before we came on air and then we were talking about your McDonald's breakfast instead and I got completely sidetracked. <laughs> Wait, so what's going on next Friday that we're not going to have so a show? Because it's the NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver review. So uh, PNC oh, is going to be reviewing that. Uh, so we won't be on next week. And then the week after that, it's going to be you and Adam because I'm not going to be around. Um, oh. so, so you're returning. But yeah, so it's going to be, it's this is our last show together for two weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Bye, Luke. Bye. Just <laughs> dumping me like that. I'm um, <laughs> All sad. Thank you all so much for your Patreon mailbag questions. We're going to fire through your ultra chats now. Total Destruction says, an idea for Denise, Sean Ross Dab, a dabbing trucker with the slogans, truck that truck or out truck everyone. Thanks again for cheering me up. I had quite a bad week and it's only Wednesday. Well, now uh, it's Friday, so it's all good. Yeah, I hope it's gotten better at least. Michael Dominguez, um, uh, will you, uh, sorry, this does at WrestleMania Edge will, oh right, at WrestleMania Edge will have both guys down, go for the pin, and Rollips will out of nowhere curb stomp him to set up their SummerSlam feud. It'll be Rated R versus The Architect, or WWE will put them in a crap team called Rated Architect. Um, who have you got for your NXT call-ups post-WrestleMania? I don't think there'll be any call-ups after Mania at this point. I don't know, but I don't want to see Edge win though in that scenario. I don't want to see Edge win, I don't know why, I just don't. Uh, Blake, hey, Denise, after Bland Plate and Splook, will there ever be the debut of Ollie Pop? Oh, no, I have something else for Ollie. Uh, just know yes, Denise, you rock. Luke, have you seen Godzilla vs. Kong? I haven't yet. Uh, I'll be seeing that this week. Michael Dominguez, uh, Denise, I went to Abraham, Torito's, Torrance, and Pomayana. I hated it. Therefore, I hate all of California. Does that Wait, where did he go? Say these names again. Uh, I mean, I'm going to just copy and paste them because apparently I'm, maybe I'm saying them wrong. Yeah, I was like, what? 
Alhambra, Cerritos, Torrance, and Pomona. All right, first of all, there's only so much to do in those cities. You got to go to more places, bro. Like, I ain't going to Pomona other than to the OC Fair. There's nothing to do in Torrance. Cerritos, there's just a mall. And Alhambra, you really just go to hike. So I would say you have to go to different places. Well, Michael Dominguez's point here, Denise, because he's obviously clearly a proud Texan, said, uh, like, I went to those places. I hated it. Therefore, I hate all of California. Look, let me, let me, no, Denise, let me okay. finish. I'll breathe. Therefore, therefore, I hate all of California. Does that put into perspective your thinking of Texas? Dallas isn't Texas. It's generic cowboy Texas, but a world apart from Austin, San Antonio, and Houston culturally. All right. I went to Houston. I went to, to Dallas. I went to all of, like, I think it was Laredo. I went to all of these places, and there was nothing Nothing, 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 zilch, nada to do there. Passionate Kiss said, hey, Luke and Denise, are you more of a fan of DC or Marvel? Personally, for me, it's DC. Um, I, I mean, I've always been a Marvel kid, but like, I, you can't beat Batman, dude. Like, it's like the best comics. I think Marvel. Uh, Ricardo Holt is a father of four. Lego are my personal hell. Uh, Elf that power boats. Chucky T is a maniac. Um, Vash, I used to follow WWE consistently at work, watching on the hotel lobby TV. It wasn't until I started watching on mute that I realized how hollow it all was. Does that prove the work rate should be the focus if commentary doesn't add anything? All right, I'm sorry. What was this question again? So he used to watch WWE at work on the hotel lobby and it was on mute. Now he's not okay. watching it on mute and he realized the show is quite hollow. So is he saying like, does that show that the work rate should be the focus? I don't know. I've never watched on mute. I don't know how anyone could watch on mute. That sounds incredibly difficult. Oh, I basically watch it on mute. Like borderline when I'm doing live reactions, I'm not listening to the commentary because I can't hear it because I'm like focusing on like talking to my friends. No, I need, I need to hear it. I need to hear what's going on. I need to hear the sounds. I need to hear the reactions. I need to hear everything. David Evans, hi, Luke and Denise. I'm enjoying getting to watch the two of you live for the first time. Usually on a Friday, I'd be working. Keep up the good work. Um, Luke, Ruben Murdoch hasn't owned Sky for at least two and a half years now. I still have zero. I, I've also, David, it's so expensive. So expensive for channels I'm never going to watch. Uh, Vash says, Luke and Denise, have you heard of a show called Person of Interest? That's my show recommendation if you haven't seen it before. I've I... heard of it. I've never seen it. Yeah. Uh, Projection 2K, Jericho is going to be on the next Broken Skull Sessions. WWE just tweeted it. What? What? Is this an April Fool's joke? Because April Fool's is already over. Yeah, right? No, no fooling. You're going to get it. I am Jericho joins Steve Austin on the next Broken Skull Sessions, premiering Sunday, 11th of April on Peacock TV. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. You know, good for them for posting it today, because had it happened yesterday, Yesterday, I would have been like, bro, that's, that's not true. That is absolutely nuts. All right, I'm about to retweet. Oh, man, cannot wait to see that. Um, Zachary T. Robinson, are you guys hyped for Suicide Squad later this year? If only for Cena finally playing a heel character. In all honesty, though, I think from what we've seen so far, they could be onto a winner. What are your thoughts? I think the trailer looked awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. I haven't seen the trailer. Oh, check out the trailer. It's really fun. I've never seen Suicide Squad. Squad. Don't watch the first one. Don't watch the first one. It's not a good film. Bad, bad movie. It's a bad Did you like movie. Birds of Prey? I feel like we talked loved, about that. Loved Birds of Prey. Me that too. film ruled. I so liked it good. too. That's the only one I've seen. 
Yeah, Suicide Squad's a bad movie, but this new one looks rad. Uh, Adam Pearson said, despite the scheduling clash, I am here with Easter in the corner. What's your favorite Easter egg candy? Uh, what's your favorite type of bear? Um, not a typo, actually meant bear. Love you both. Have a happy Friday. Our favorite bear? Yeah. What's your favorite bear? The brown ones. <laughs> I have no idea. Winnie the Pooh is my favorite bear. He's a silly Wait, bear. I think the bear yeah hold on a second hold on hold on hold on a second hold on a second i have a favorite bear it's the california grizzly bear of course it is of course it's a california bear it's the california grizzly bear that's my favorite bear right there (laughs) i was like wait hold on what is it called (laughs) um lastly what was your favorite uh candy uh, uh, jelly beans. Uh, Matthew Mikowski, roses are red, violets are blue. If King Kong vs. Godzilla happened in Japan, Dave Mar- Dave Meltz would give it 10 stars. In all seriousness, I decided I want to get into it, so I'll be watching 24, 2017, 2019 in the next few days. Cannot wait for the new movies. 2014 was the, um, God- that's Godzilla. 2017, I think, is Kong Skull Island. Then 2019 was King of the Monsters. So there's like a nice, it's like a four movie run. I, Do I have recommend- to have seen the other movies to watch this movie. I- I honestly don't know because I haven't seen it yet, but I know that there are characters from King of the Monsters that are in this new one, right? Okay, well, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to give you my review. Okay, but check out Kong Skull Island. Kong Skull Island is a fantastic movie. It's so great. And lastly, Scott Young said, if you could watch one sitcom about Rester's kayfabe life, who would it be? Mine would be The Fiend with his family watching TV every night. Be entertaining as hell. That would be pretty interesting. Um, I don't know who would be a good one. Who would be a good one? I'm trying to think of somebody. I feel like the Fiend one kind of is really out there. Yeah, I mean, a sitcom of someone's kayfabe life. Alexa Bliss. Oh, I was going to say um, Daniel Bryan and Kane when they were tag champs. Like, Ooh, that would be actually like, really great. I want to switch my answer. I like your answer yes. better. got much on for this weekend yeah actually so i'm having like a little mini like birthday get together for my brother he doesn't know it's a surprise so cool yeah and it's anime themed so and obviously i don't know anything about anime but i my sister told me like what anime to get and i just googled like the name of the anime and like got the party decoration so um it's called one piece Oh, I know One Piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know One Piece? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> it's One Piece theme, and I bought the little decorations on, like, Amazon and stuff. So it's going to look really cute. I got, like, all the little wanted posters and stuff like that. So uh, so we're doing that tomorrow. It's really just going to be, like, my brothers and me, my sister, my grandparents, and that's pretty much it. So I was like, oh, I kind of feel perfect. bad that I'm, like, throwing him a little birthday party, but there's really no kids. <laughs> like, just, like, <laughs> five kids. But either way, I was like, okay, it's a start. It's something you know because he's turning 14 so um, so yeah and i've been trying to get him the xbox but i still haven't been able to get it it's been like impossible to get um and then you're a great sibling you gotta buy him an xbox i've been trying to i've been trying to the effort is there like my brother for christmas this year like for for my birthday this year he's gonna build me um we're, we're gonna do you know um cornhole you know the game where you got like the board and you're trying to throw the beanbags into the oh, hole? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know Cornhole. Yeah. 
Yeah, my brother's building me one of those. Like, that's what oh, my brother wow. is doing for me. I know it's really nice and everything, but like you're trying to buy your brother an Xbox. Like that's, no, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that if I get it. I don't know. I, I have no idea what I'm gonna do if I don't get it. Like, because okay. if I don't get it, like within the next 24 hours, because I could at least like show them like, hey, your Xbox is coming. Then I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what gift I'm gonna give. Like, what else is there? Like, because I already told them that he was gonna get the Xbox, so I can't oh, just no. like not get him the Xbox now. At some point in time in the near future, he's gonna have to get one. And then uh, Sunday's Easter, I'm just going to be at home working. Oh, okay. So you, you guys do Easter in the US? Yeah. Oh, cool. I did. I genuinely did not know that. What? I thought I was just like, I, I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Like, I, I guess it makes sense. I just don't know why I didn't think that there would be Easter in the US. That's yeah. really bad. Of, that's really bad of me. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it's really, huge. It's quite, it's quite idiotic of me, actually, <laughs> to have thought of that. The world was like, What? I know, but I was just like, I was like, huh, she's got an Easter weekend too. I was, I was about to say like, oh, it's Easter here in the UK. Like, I don't know if you guys do that over there. What an That's absolute so moron funny. I am. That's so funny. Yeah, we do Easter here. I mean, like, just like the Easter egg hunt. I don't know. We, we, like, if, if we the, Easter's on a Tuesday, we don't get the day off or anything like that. We get, we get Friday and the Monday off work. Like, it's like the Easter bank holiday weekend. So we get two days off. Like, I mean, technically we don't because we work bank holidays. Like I'm working today, but I have got, I've got Monday off. And so, yeah. But like, so you guys just get the Sunday, right? Yeah. Just a Sunday that I know of. I feel like, I don't think we get the day off, but see, I've never worked a job where like they would give me the day off. So maybe I'm just unaware of that. <laughs> I don't know. Cause like all my jobs, like they didn't care. Like your ass was working like any time of the day. <laughs> Like it didn't matter what holiday it was, you had to show up. I used to work for a toy shop uh, when I got out of university, and it was like a really um, like the owners were like hardcore like Christians, oh, and so, so you like the, the days off store was never open on a Sunday. Like Ooh, no matter nice. how, like even over like a Christmas period, store would never open on a Sunday, and um, they also would not sell Harry Potter toys because Why? witchcraft. Because yeah witchcraft they thought it was like blasphemous so they would not stock oh. harry potter stuff in this door but that defeats i'm sure they had like little toy guns did they have toy guns i don't rec i think they did because they had like a dress-up section and so like then there were definitely like an army thing there and also like i used to make the argument they sell star wars toys and like star that wars too i feel like yeah. if you're gonna you can't just judge harry potter like there's so many other companies and brands and the toys that could you know put violence yeah. in there so violence like, is, is okay is but star not witchcraft i was like what is star wars but space wizards hmm. like, now what if it's cinderella thing. cinderella you can claim witchcraft they had the little witch come yeah. out yeah they well i mean she's a fairy godmother i guess she's oh, still no, she's like, wishes. yeah yeah you're absolutely right and they would they'd sell disney stuff and you it see? was like yeah maybe there was a lot of double standards about this there place. is double standards Although that was never my big complaint about it. My big complaint was that they, you had to listen to the music that they sent you. And it was a CD that would have like a track, again, showing my age, a track from High School Musical. There'd be something from The Wiggles. There'd be something from Lazy Town, uh, from uh, In the Night Garden. Um, what else was on there? All this sort of like, you know, like kids music kind of stuff, right? They would send you a CD and that CD would be your CD for the next three months. And that CD only had 13 tracks on it. So you had to listen to those 13 tracks. You had to hear them four times a day, every day for three months. You had to bring the CD with you? 
no, no. The, they like head office would send each store the CD and be like, "Here's your CD oh, for the next." Oh, I see what you mean. Like, here's yeah. your here's your CD for the next three months, and it was oh like yeah, thirteen songs, man. 13. And it would drive, oh, dude, it would drive you nuts. That's why I know all the words to High School Musical because I'd heard the song so much. Like even thirty is bad. Even fifty <laughs> is bad. Like you got to do one hundred, two hundred songs. Because I know, like yeah. when I used to work in retail, I would hear the same songs over and over again. It was terrible. And particularly, it's like so they would always have an eighties track on there, like an eighties pop song. Like for for a little while, it was UB forties, Red Red Wine. Uh, mm. But there was one, like I remember speaking to someone from head office. They were like, "We're really excited to send you this the next CD because it's got a great '80s banging track on there." It was Rick Astley's "Never Gonna Give You Up," which I love. Like I love that as a song. But I was essentially getting Rick rolled every day at work. Like, oh every no, month. every hour probably because a thirteen every hour, I mean. thirteen tracks is going to be less than sixty minutes or sixty minutes tops. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially these like pity songs too are like always shorter. Oh, they were short. Some of those, some of those lazy town songs, like the "You Are a Pirate" song, that is not a long song, and I would hear it a lot throughout the day. Yar har fiddly dee, being a pirate is all right to me. Do what you want, because a pirate is free. You are a pirate. I haven't worked in that store for fifteen years, and that song is still lodged in my brain. Oh, no, that's <laughs> terrible. I feel so bad for you. How long did you work there for? Uh, about like eighteen months. Oh, I was I gonna. Was, I thought you were gonna say eighteen years. I was like, I was like, <laughs> oh no, how did you make I'm, it? Oh, I'm not that old. No, I was there for. I was years. terrified. I was like, oh, what am I gonna say if he says eighteen years? <laughs> no, I, I, but I, I used to love working in retail. I, used, I, I say to my wife every now and what? again that I miss, I miss working in retail. No, sometimes. I genuinely no. do. I loved it. I loved working retail. It's horrible. The people are so mean and so nasty. Oh. So mean and everything, but I like, I, we were always part of like small teams and stuff. And I like the camaraderie that you got with the teams. It was always a really nice time. But you have camaraderie, camaraderie. <laughs> you have friendships here too. I, I, I know I do, but YouTube comments are, what are YouTube comments, but just like angry customers because you don't have oh, a Ben 10 toy. That's true. <laughs> what I mean, they're essentially when you're, the YouTube comments are the retail customers, you know, I exactly. prefer the YouTube comments over the, rude mean customers Ugh. oh man city around christmas around christmas yeah. people get super mad people stuff. lie like, people do anything to get a discount too like they like and, they'll cry they'll beg they'll they'll accuse you of stuff i mean it's insane i would yeah. hate when i would tell somebody a price and then they would go to the cashier and be like oh well she told us this was the price and i'm like bro i've been giving the same price to the same 40 people and all of a sudden you think you're gonna give and I, the cashier would come to me and be like denise did you quote this price no i did not i've been <laughs> saying the same price to 80 people how is it that this one random person got the wrong price so like people would do that they would like try to throw you under the bus just to get a discount what's the retail you worked in so I worked first in DC Shoes, which is like a skateboarding brand. Mm -hmm. And I used to oh, make skateboards, it. do shoes, all of that. You used, to, you used to make skateboards? I used to make the skateboards. What? That used to be part That's of my job. I used to what? put the, the grip on. I used to put the tires on. I used to literally Ooh. have to build it for people. It was That's my so cool. favorite thing to do. But obviously, when it's the favorite thing to do, every employee wants to do it. So I would yeah. always do it when like there was really no other option of anybody else doing it. So I would do that. And then uh, after that, I went to coach, which is the handbag store. Worst decision of my life. Worst customers ever. Oh. 
And then after that, I did Nordstrom's and Nordstrom's was very competitive and the customers were very, very bougie and they, they thought they were richer than what they were. So they were expecting you to bend over backwards for them. Like you were, like you were at their beck and call. It was terrible. Like they don't treat you like humans there and any retail store that don't treat you like humans. Yeah. If you are listening to this, you know, if you're working in retail, I'm sure you're all going to appreciate this, but if you're not working in retail, but you are going to retail and stores will be opening up soon, just be nice to people. Just be nice to the people that work there because it's like, it is a hard job at times. I used to like, uh, so my favorite retail retail job I ever had, I used to work for GameStation uh, down in Portsmouth and I was selling, I was selling video games and I was just the best. Like I was just hanging out with like my best friends and we were just like chatting crap all day long, playing games. Like, Plus it's a different clientele though. Like, I feel like it would be more of a community thing. Like, oh, you're a fan of this. Okay. Let's say you build relationships, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It was kind of nice. Like it was just brilliant. Like, although I, you know, working on a Sunday, it was just me and the assistant manager. And it was just the two of us all day long. I used to go in there. Like I was, I was 10, but I was, I was a student but they trusted me with like the keys and stuff. I used to lock up, I used to open, I used to cash up and everything. I was like a valued member of staff. It was awesome. Although <laughs> it did kind of suck when I, they, despite the fact I didn't live in Portsmouth, I lived in Reading, which was like a three hour train ride away. Uh, they still had me working over the Christmas period. I worked Christmas Eve. Like, Wait, so you had Christmas- to go three hours on a train to get your jo- to get to your job every day? Well, they- well, I was at university, so I was living in Portsmouth at the time. But like, obviously, I'm from Reading, so like, my family was in Reading. So like, Christmas Eve, I finished working at five, uh, five o'clock. I then locked up, cashed up, locked up the store, and then jumped on a train back to my hometown of Reading, which is like a three-hour drive, a three-hour train ride rather. And then I had Christmas Day there, and then I had to go and work on Boxing Day. So on like early Boxing Day, I had to get a train back to Portsmouth so I could open up the store on Boxing Day. Oh, interesting. My mum was not pleased. My mum was I could so imagine. Excited. She was so excited to have me home for Christmas. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm I'm literally here for less than 24 hours and then I'm going again. Oh my God. But you know what? You did it. You hustled. I did hustle. It got me here, sort of. Um but yeah, um <laughs> your but, video uh, game store experience got you to wrestle talk. <laughs> oh dude, I I loved working there so much. Like my wife goes, like, I'm so glad you grew out of it, but like you can never go back to working in retail. And I'm like, but I want to. I no, work don't in do it, Luke. <laughs> don't do it. You're just gonna hurt yourself. Don't do it. Go to Mars <laughs> instead. <laughs> all right well let's draw this to a close you can go and enjoy the rest of your friday thank you all so much for listening to this podcast we love each and every single person that does uh we've got a busy old week next week so be subscribed to this oh no you shouldn't say subscribe anymore did you hear this like you know the apple things that you should follow podcasts now not subscribe to i still say subscribe subscribe follow the podcast on apple or whatever you're listening to and we'll be back with you next week take care i love you goodbye Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.